Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name's Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Project Sports. My name's Tim Doyle, and today we're going to be talking about Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, the NFL Week 3, English Premier League Soccer, and a little bit of NBA. So uh, this week, I'm actually going to have a guest on the show. He's coming back for the second time, Mr. Brandon Landrum Jeffries, good friend of mine. What's going on, Brandon? Thanks for having me. Can't wait to speak about these topics. Oh, it's great. Isn't it fun just talking sports with your friends without taking things too serious and life too seriously? Of course, it's great. What should I say? <laughs> I mean, I'm not the I'm not the sports guru, but I do watch dabble here and there in sports. So yeah, I can't, Every, everyone's got to take. You know, everyone's got to yeah. take. Absolutely. So uh, first thing I wanted to dive into uh, this week, obviously, is the biggest game of week three that came by, which was the Chiefs versus the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah. Lamar Jackson came out with a quote, and he had said that basically after you know losing for the third time against the current constituted teams, that the Chiefs are their kryptonite. So he acknowledges that their, uh, their presence every time they play them, that they're getting their ass whooped, you know? And it's, yeah, I heard this. And, it's, and it's, it's, you know what? I think it's really mature of him to acknowledge that, to know that they have to improve instead of just being, I don't know, either getting angry or upset and kind of just not really focusing on other things he could be, whether it's blaming the team, blaming himself. He's just really acknowledging that they have their number, and I think it can help them to improve. I wanted to make a quick comparison. I want to know if you agree with this or not. But Mahomes versus Lamar, I mean, this is like the next generation of Peyton versus Brady. We used to wake up on a Sunday morning absolutely, agree. and watch Tom Brady and Peyton Manning, and everyone would get excited about it. I don't know for you, but for me, anytime I see the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens now, and I I know those two quarterbacks are going to go head-to-head, I just get like, man, I'm watching that game. It was on Monday Night Football this time, but Sunday Night Football, I just, I'm geared up. Like, I'm like, oh, man, even if I don't get to catch the game because I'm over in Europe at the moment, but I'm going to be watching the highlights. I'm probably going to break down everything that happens in those games because they're two phenomenal quarterbacks and two great teams that are, are playing very well right now. And I w- wanted to know your thoughts of if that's a good comparison or not. Or yeah, I mean, you already kind of I think, alluded to I it. I think, I mean, of course, we're going into a new era of football in the NFL. But I would, I would say it's probably. I mean, of course, Brady and Peyton Manning have completed their own history that they've already written. But I think this is completely a different type of history that'll be written, because, yeah, I think if you compare the Ravens to the Colts, I mean, who's better? You know, I mean, the Ravens were, are way better than I think than the Colts were back in the day and also with the chiefs i mean this is they're a great football team i mean just through and through a great football team i mean yeah they could probably work on their defense a little bit doesn't matter but i still think they are really yeah i think it's better than brady and Peyton manning and to be able to watch these two quarterbacks play and the style and being successful in the style because you know like for example rg3 we saw him he he was like lamar jackson in a sense but lamar jackson can stay healthy then this will be a really really long rivalry and i think yeah it'll be something for the books that you'll be able to go back and look on and be thankful for being in this time to watch it for sure. Yeah. And I, being, being the kryptonite, sorry to cut you off. No, no, good. I, I, yeah, of course it's hard to beat them, but you know, this is, he's only th- zero and three against them. So, I mean, 
yeah, you guys haven't played that long against each other. I mean, the stats will go for 10 years, 15 years, and no one knows how long. But so, I, I mean, I think it'll go back and forth a lot. And right now, yeah, Patrick Mahomes has the upper hand, but I think it'll change in the future. Yeah, I mean, it could even out. I mean, Do- Brady dominated Peyton pretty much his entire career. But he also, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're not playing against, I mean, it's quarterback, quarterback. You're playing against the defenses. Like, you know, Peyton was playing against Bill's defense, not Brady's defense. So, yeah. in same regards, right now, I think that the Chiefs and Andy Reid and the, what he has going, he's calling Lamar's number. They know how to shut him down. They have the blueprint for it. And yeah. uh, sort of the, well, his, well, the Chargers have fared com- well against the Baltimore Ravens as well. I, yeah. there, there is a blueprint and it's being printed, but... Not all the not all teams can stop the Ravens, so therefore it still makes them difficult to play against. But I mean, if you compare the Ravens to Andy Reid's Philadelphia Eagles, it was very similar. Andy Reid has had this system for a very long time with this Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback. If you can recall, I don't know two thousand six, you know, or he brought in Michael Vick. Also, he's played with this style for a very long time. So I think for Andy Reid, it's really easy to coach against it, and that's why he's so successful in his coaching career against quarterbacks like this. Because he I mean, runs he, those he, types of offenses himself. Exactly. So he knows, he, he tells his defense exactly what to look out for because he told the quarterback how to be successful, like Donovan McNabb. Excuse me, Donovan McNabb, you know, how to be successful. And there were, I mean, the Eagles were successful. Yeah, they went to the Super Bowl. They didn't win, but he did it with Patrick McCones. He is nearly the same style as Donovan McNabb. Okay, Donovan McNabb is a little bit bulkier, but it's the same play style as a quarterback. 100% the same play style. And what? He's super successful. He, I mean, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to luck with which team he won the Super Bowl with. But he knows how to stop it. And this is something that a lot of coaches I don't think know how to do. Just want to hit on one thing that you said. You compared Lamar Jackson to RG, RG3. But, I mean, yeah. clearly we know that Lamar is way better than RG3. I just wanted you to clarify that. Like, they're not even in the same realm, I would yeah, say. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would agree. I mean, I definitely also think it's the team that, that it's the team that he got drafted for because I think RG three could have been a really great quarterback if he would have been drafted to a better team and without injuries. I mean, he he did really well in college, and then it was like he got I can't remember the first team he was drafted to because it was a while back. But I mean, I know he got hurt straight away, and then it's like okay, you know, when a quarterback like this gets hurt, it just goes downhill from there. You know, yeah, I mean, he's part of the Redskins organization, and they're yeah. You know, but I mean, you can't struggle you can't, the last twenty thirty years. Yeah, you can't see a successful player when they just get hurt or see the potential of the player when they're just hurt. And, yeah, that's what happened to him. And, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not like um, – what was the guy name? The guy's name that came out of LSU? Um, Joe Burrow? for the Raiders. Oh, for all, um, the tall dude? Demarcus Russell. Yes. Okay. It's not like Demarcus Russell where it's like, oh, he's to- totally horrible, you know? No. I, I think this, this is night and day. I think RG3 had a lot of talent. It just got ruined from – Injury, and I don't think the NFL was ready to move to that style of quarterback like consistently. And defenses ate it alive, and now players yeah. have kind of altered. Like defenses have altered and changed. The rules have changed, and now the NFL is primed for quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Russell Absolutely. Wilson, Aaron Rodgers. It just plays to their their expertise. Even though Brady is still doing his thing down in Tampa, trying there's to, a lot more know, protection for the quarterbacks also. I would yeah. Say. Yeah. So you can still live within that realm. It's actually a good transition. We can head on over to Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. And although he's Aww. still struggling, they're still getting the wins and the t- team chemistry is, is coming together better. He, he played a better week this week, but still not at the Brady level that he can hit, which is kind of scary. The only what thing do you I expect, the only thing I don't like is the comparison of, uh, the penalties throughout, you know, the the game and, and through the weeks, I think the comparative to the Patriots, the Patriots made nine penalties over the f- course of the first three games of the season, 
And okay. I think in the first game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had over nine penalties just in the first game. So the whole Belichick style of yeah, a football so relative. Team, I mean, it is. But I mean, I mean, when it comes down to it, when you're playing in a playoff game, I mean, those things are, are important. I mean, they can come down to you winning or losing a game, making the least amount of mistakes, proving the Belichick uh, defense and system way of doing things is better. I'm not saying it is, but I mean, that's that's the theory and the idea of it. Yeah, but I mean, I would also counter with that saying, you know, he's brand new to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and this team was pretty much thrown together. The only like really new piece that came to the Patriots was Cam Newton. So the team has pretty much stayed the same. They just switched quarterbacks. So, I mean, yeah, of course, Cam Newton has to perform properly, but I, I can't sit here and say, oh, uh, Tom Brady's playing so horrible. He can play way better. I mean, he, he, I mean, come on, he... He's playing in Florida, a new team, and they're winning, you know? I mean, the first game was a little bit choppy, but okay, it doesn't matter. They're winning. Yeah. So give and, it that. I mean, and that's, yeah, that's why I have to give it over to that sense. I mean, you're still winning football games. You're getting it done. You're managing the game well. And then when your time comes to play well, he, he probably will step up. I mean, that's what Brady's done his, pretty much his entire career. He's Absolutely. He, he stepped up into the role that he needs to fill, and he does it, and he does it at the highest level. And we haven't – I don't think we've seen even the best from the Buccaneers for what they can become. The fact that they're already 2-1 and one through the first three games is really impressive. I mean, you go through COVID, you don't have much start time, and you're learning an entire new offense, new coach, you know? new – yeah, prep, preparing for the season, and then you're off and running. I think it's quite impressive, and I don't think we've seen the ceiling of what this team can do. Yeah. <sighs> So moving on to some of the other um, big games in the NFL, uh, did, I don't know if you watched the highlights of the Patriots and Raiders, or you know you kind of ignored it after your. I mean, I you're yeah, supposed I, a Ra- I the Raiders fan now, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I, Eagles and Raiders, you know, but I, I yeah. I'm oh yeah, your Eagles, yeah. Oh, you are talking about that game, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll leave them to the side, you know. No, I no, no. I got, I got, I got a real, I got a real question about the Eagles. I, do yeah. you, I This is this is serious too. Do you think that drafting Jalen Hurts, the the quarterback in the draft that they took this year, do you think it's starting to really affect Carson Wentz, like his mentality with this team? Like, is things are things going sour? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I saw something because I follow a bunch of pages with the Raiders and the Eagles, and I, I thought that the new quarterback was supposed to be starting. I saw this on one of the uh, pages I follow. So I'm, I was a bit surprised when you told me that Carson Wentz was starting the game or, or someone told me that Carson Wentz started the game, but I, yeah, I think it's missing what they said. And I think, you know, Carson Wentz is a great quarterback, but again, you can attribute Carson Wentz to the same thing with RG three. He got, he got injured. This is what happens when you're injured. I mean, you, I was, you know, when if we like tailored to the chiefs, I was, kind of scared with Patrick Mahomes when, you know, he's a really great quarterback and then he got the ankle injury and I'm like, Ooh, this could be bad. Like he could really, this could really affect his mentality. It, it's like, re- I mean, it's I, really worse even with Carson Wentz because Carson, yeah. you know, he had, he came out swinging his first year. He played great. Then he gets yeah. hurt. Another quarterback goes on Nick Foles to win the Super Bowl. Then oh, he comes, God. then he, he comes back again and he gets hurt again. And we all know yeah. that he's talented and he was, he was a top tier quarterback, but it, for whatever, and then all of a sudden this year they take a QB, which I, I think was the yeah, because co- correct move for the I Eagles so to do because you can't live within the realm. Okay, this dude has had two major injuries, and, and he's not getting better. He's not getting better, and you don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen in the future. So you're trying to secure your future. Yeah. What Carson Wentz needs to do is go okay, but it seems like he's just yeah. he's taking a lot of a pressure. A teams he should be beating, bro. He played against uh, Burrows in the Bengals. This this young quarterback. Although very talented, you can't be losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. They didn't lose. You, you, 
no, yeah, they tie. They tie. <laughs> it's a pretty much a loss, all right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tie in the uh, NFL is just embarrassing. I, I can't stand yeah. when teams tie. They need to come some system to negate that. It's just silly. Totally. Either just keep playing or do a field goal penalty kick or something. I don't know. I can't I can't yeah, stand ties in the NFL. Yeah, this is ridiculous, I would agree. Ugh. No, I don't know. I mean, I, I think his career is coming to an end and he knows it, and that's why I mean the coach is probably trying to help him out a little bit, but I don't I don't yeah. This topic's a horrible topic. Yeah. It makes me a little bit upset because, you know, the Eagles are... It's a good football team, but, you know, when the quarterback doesn't do well, the defense doesn't do well also. This is just what happens. Well, yeah, the entire team is turning into a mess at this point because of this this situation. But uh, let's uh, let's transition to some Premier League soccer and around the soccer world over here. My favorite topic, just for the record. So we've had some uh, pretty crazy games uh, since this past weekend. A little Caribou Cup, a little Prem. And yeah. just developments over, you know, last time we had talked about Chelsea versus the table, um, that episode, you can catch it on Project Sports. Just scroll down a little bit. You'll see it there. Me and Brandon talked about Chelsea before the season started. And now we find ourselves at Chelsea struggling a little bit with chemistry. A lot of people passing judgment on them. You know, by the end of the year, do we think they can get it together? And so if anyone's not keeping up, uh, they played a game against West Brom. They were down 3 nothing before the half. Chelsea actually battled back, and they tied the game, and they got one point out of it, which was good to see some spirit. Which and some is okay. Fight. Yeah, Draw's it's okay. Draw's not a loss, and they, they fought back. I mean, I texted you at halftime. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, they're going to go down. It's 3 nothing. you know? It was, yeah, it, was yeah. so, it was so good. But, you know, they, they battled back, and obviously I don't want to see Chelsea be successful, but I also want to have a, an objective opinion about it and, you know, really see how they're going to rank against some of the top teams because they have the talent to be there. They lost a game yeah. in the Caribou Cup last night against the Spurs and PKs. Um, Which I don't think is so important, but continue. It's not, but they put, like I had told you, I think that because they put their best players out there, they were trying to win. They didn't put supplemental players or their bench players or call people up from the, the team below. Like they they went all out. And the Timo Werner scored the goal, but you, and but you don't know if they went all out because you know in the I football know. world, I, especially it, with these new players, it could have been just testing the waters. And it's like, hey, just build chemistry. It doesn't matter if we win or lose because it's a Caribou Cup. I mean, these cups just make players tired and ruin the rest of the week. And you still have to play an EPL game that's way more important than this random cup. Yeah, my only thing was the way they celebrated Spurs afterwards and. You know the way Lampard Spurs, his face his face looked, and it was Lampard versus Mourinho. Like as far as the coaches, and just it, it did seem pretty involved. It looked like there was some effort there, but I get what you're saying at the same time because in the end, it really yeah. doesn't matter. Just like you know the Super Cup to begin the season. You know, it's like why why are we doing this? Why are we exactly. playing these games? They're, they're silly. Absolutely, it's just more games for the players to get hurt. Yeah, more games for the was, players to get hurt, and I think Chelsea's probably used, was only using it to tune up because they're trying to get their chemistry up. And that's probably Absolutely. why they maybe started their players. Um, yeah. Big old West Ham over the Wolves for nothing. Do you think that, <sighs> I don't know, was it? do you think that Wolves were pissed that they uh, transferred Diego Jota over to Liverpool? Do you think that that had an effect on the game? That they oh, lost a, a, fam- like, oh, a family have. member? Like uh, th- That whole culture in that locker room was so strong. And I felt like, yeah. man, they got crushed. I mean, obviously, I was like, they must have not seen that coming. Do we hear anything about Diego Jota going to Liverpool? Nothing. No. We heard no, no rumors, no nothing. All of a sudden, it was it was, it was pretty silent. It was. It was quiet. And I think that really I mean, messed with them this week. I really don't think that's yeah. the product of what we're going to continue to see from Wolves. And it's, I mean, they're playing West Ham, and West Ham is, I mean, it's a big football club, really great history, but still, it's West Ham. Yeah, it's West Ham. 
I mean, yeah, you can say it it's over, enough yeah. set. You can just say West Ham, and everyone knows. It's like just, they know what's going on. There, I mean, and Declan Rice always in the rumors of transfers because he's trying to leave. You know, he's like their best player, and he's, he doesn't seem like he wants to stay. So, get your hammers uh, out. Yeah. All right. So I guess we can move on to the big one. The big one here. Uh, we got. Uh, we got to do it. Manchester City <laughs> versus Leicester City, five to two. Uh, Quick reaction gosh. locks, and uh, and uh, before I, we even, I'll let you know. I don't know if you saw there was a transfer today. For a defender to City, I saw this as well. From yeah. uh, where did he come from? I can't remember. I saw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up here. I, I I when I saw it, I was like, oh well. At least they're trying to do. At least they're acknowledging that they, they have a problem. They have a problem. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and Otamendi went out, right? Yeah. Yep. So they I brought mean, he, they brought in a new player, and yeah. it, it, they it, they got to be fixing their issues with that defense. I mean, the, that's what we've talked about over and over again. And look, but it doesn't make. It, lo and behold, we were in, correct. Uh, but bring yeah, I know we talked about this in the last episode I was on. But bringing in a new player does nothing. We need some better chemistry. Get the players healthy. Spending more money. I mean, for example, Liverpool is a. I mean, I'm not a Liverpool fan. Okay, I really, I'll never say that I am. I mean, I like to see Jurgen Klopp be successful because I'm a BVB fan. That's clear. But he didn't really bring so much players for his defense. Yeah, I mean, he did what was right. For his defense, but you know his defense hasn't really changed. They have great chemistry, and they are successful. But your players get hurt all the time. They lose this chemistry, and then it's like, oh, we're just gonna bring in another player. Oh, we'll just bring in another player. It's just like <laughs> how much money you're gonna spend on more players to still make your defense worse because you're not keeping the same players together. Exactly. I mean, are you really seeing? I'm sorry for going on a rant here, but I have to just let it all out. No, go for it. But seeing Pep Guardiola you know it you can tell that he's he has coached the biggest clubs because he thinks spending money is the answer Jurgen Klopp on the other hand is a very good example of he knows that spending money 24/7 doesn't really bring anything versus chemistry because where Jurgen Klopp came from he played on a, what was it like a the Zweites Bundesliga or the second sorry the second Bundesliga um team and he knew like he was just one of those players he was just an average Joe playing soccer that's that was Jurgen Klopp in his football career yeah so when he goes to bvb he, he did the same thing they were really successful yeah they didn't win the champions league but he was still really successful but you know you have pep Guardiola, coached at byron coached at barcelona and it's like yeah we can just cash out doesn't even matter and it's like come on clearly it's not working at city mark my words kevin de needs to leave he does i mean yeah we've uh, talked about this for the last 12 it, months <laughs> only because we don't want to waste kevin's time i want to see kevin uh, win he knows it too he, he does knows it. he, he does. has to know it so the kid that they're bringing in was from Beneficia, and he's Ruben, oh, yeah. Ruben Diaz. Yeah, he, he plays. What he's a, he's probably a starting defender for Portugal too, the international team. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully yeah, I mean, th- it's something that can help them. I don't really know a lot about this player. I'm gonna be honest. I don't really know a lot about him. Yeah, I mean the Spanish league produces really great defenders as well. So, I mean he he probably is a really great defender. I don't want to take any like anything away from him, but mm. I mean everyone looks to Spanish league for defenders, and it's like come on, just. Get some yeah. chemistry in your back get, four. Get your yeah. Get the chemistry together because you've got that's what it, you've got too much talent up front to be losing. I mean, I mean, Jamie Vardy is really great. He's yeah. been great. <laughs> saw him in, saw him at Leicester City in person. Great player. When he played with Mares, it was phenomenal. Yeah. So well, look, look who we're him respect. Putting City right now at thirteen. You know, on the right. table, where Leicester City is number one. Just disgusting. <laughs> Twelve goals already for the through three games. It's quite yeah. a, quite impressive. 
And, you know, if you told me that they were going to score five goals against Man City to start the year, do you think do you think that COVID is having like a huge effect on these first couple of games? Just because Absolutely. they played 100%. like an end of a season, they had like three weeks off, like a, maybe a month. It probably feels like probably like less than that because you gotta, they did have like a training camp before, so they had a report in. Then they had to yeah. go out to, you know, all the places around Europe and do their little tournaments that they do to warm up. And then they got to pick players and everything's moving so fast. Yeah. And then boom, you're yeah. in the season. And it's ridiculous. It's way too often, fast. I mean, you're going to see so many players get hurt this year also. 100%. I mean, it's the same when like the World Cup was going on. Oh, yeah, we'll just play forever. And it's like, pff, you know how many players dropped out of the starting lineups? It was ridiculous how many players got injured. Oh, you can't you can't play that much soccer. I mean, I love watching a lot of soccer. But to make it through that takes a lot. No, this is a this has been a huge issue with England in particular because you've got the Caribou Cup, the EFL Cup, the FA Cup. Sorry, the FA Cup. You've got yeah. the normal Prem. Then you got to play in the Champions League or the Europa yes. League, and then you go into and there's no breaks. Where at least in some of the other leagues, they they have breaks. They don't have cup games. They take the Christmas I mean, time off, whereas the EPL yeah. never stops. Like those depressed. Yeah, the German never league takes stop. like three weeks or two weeks off. It's ridiculous. Then when yeah. Team England goes into and a lot of the other players who play in England, they I always have and a lot of people have talked about it that they they play at a disadvantage because they're always playing. They never yeah. stop playing. And definitely takes a hit at the England team also, I would say. So, I mean, I think you're seeing it a little bit with even Man City. I mean, disgusting. Yeah. It's, disgusting. They got to slow down. But, I mean, they need some. Liver, they Liverpool need is not missing a step so far. They're playing well. They're playing that high press, and yeah. Klopp has them locked in. And they... they it's the chemistry. They love playing with each other. They do. They really do. And they beat Arsenal pretty handily. Three to one. Yeah. Arsenal, I, Arsenal scored first. At Anfield, yep. and the, it was like nothing Marcellus, happened. And like quick, quickly, quickly they came back and scored, and then just they just beat them straight up. Beat them. They're like, all right, cool, yeah, you score, but it's not going to happen again. And how what do you, was that thing you, I saw that they? That? How do you how do you stop the high press with Liverpool and they're all their speed, and then they keep you up, and then cool if you beat the midfielders, then you got to yeah. deal with Van Dyke and all that space. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the only person to beat Van Dyke was Gnabry. Yeah, pretty much in what in the last year and a half. Has it been? And yeah. It's just but he tore him up. Play. Oh, stop. Tore him up. Stop. Tore him up. Uh. No, yeah. I mean, I would say it's, yeah, Liverpool's doing great. I mean, but it, chemistry, you can really say, like, yeah, the players on Liverpool aren't the best players. I mean, shout out to Salzburg uh, FC because they're doing great producing players for Liverpool as it seems. But, uh, yeah, they, they, they the, have great the chemistry. Players play really well within the system, and then they do have stars like Virgil van Dijk is a star, Trent's a star, Sadio Mane, Sadio Mane is a star, more than a star. I mean, I don't know, but I, but you know, I would disagree with that statement because I think yeah, like on Liverpool, they're stars, but I think if you put them somewhere else, they wouldn't be as good. It's just you know, like cool. playing with yeah. other players oh, that oh, you mesh with. What are you talking about, Trent? You put Trent on another, like anywhere in Europe right now? No, no. No, I think the reason why he's so he has this swag is because Jurgen Klopp gives him this. I'm honest. I I think he's he's a really phenomenal player. I would want to say this, but when he plays for Liverpool, he is phenomenal. But when he suits up for England, I I wouldn't say. I can't argue with the fact that because the way the style they play and the left they let the left and right backs come up so much and they play Mm -hmm. really high and they're crossing. I mean, that's what they're being told to do. So yeah, I guess they look more flashy than if they were on a different team. But he but he gives him this this. I know the only word I can use for this is swag. He gives him this swag, and it's just like, 
I, I don't know what Jurgen Klopp does as a coach, but he just enables people to be so successful. So who who is the best player on Liverpool then? Ah, that's a tough, tough is, say. It, is it Mane right now? I think I think as far as talent wise, I think it's Sadio Mane. I don't think, think it's Salah. It's a, no. and you think it's Virgil Van Dijk? Yeah, it's either Van Dijk or Allison, hundred percent. And I I mean I'm a big def- I like defenders. I'm gonna be honest. I mean yeah, it's, it looks cool when people score goals, but defense is so more important in my opinion. I mean yeah, okay, you need goals to win. Everyone wants to use this argument. Yeah, but you need to as you can see on Man City, goals don't win. Yeah, I Always. just think the way the team is constructed and how everything is moving around like they're so they're just constructed so well and you're right Klopp really is the is orchestrating everything behind the scenes i mean like when he you did when it you at bfb also man Firmino, like, Firmino, sala and mane they just all complement each other and then the type of yeah. midfielders that they have complement them and then the defense of style complements the rest of the front so it's yeah. it's just a it's just a perfect mix all right so <sighs> just just to wrap up the episode i did give you a little little thing that i wanted to get uh get through here i wanted to for you to rank these coaches currently constituted within the, in the uh what i get Oy. four coaches just yeah, just give tough. me yeah just just give it to me so I, the four coaches i put up there was lampard pep klopp and Mourinho. so right yeah. now who who is the best from let's do last to first all right last to first last oh to first what, what's your current ranking i i don't know i mean i, I if you want me to be honest i think yeah, lampard lampard and pep are tied for last. Okay. I'm honest. They're tied for last. And then I'd put Mourinho next, and then Klopp is number one. Because, you know, I think for, like, the Man United thing with Mourinho, everyone saw him as, like, a horrible coach. But make no mistake, he took um, Sporting from Portugal, I think this is the club, mm-hmm. to the Champions League and won. Yep. If you keep this in mind, a Portuguese team and won, and won the title. He's a great coach. And he, dealt, he, says. he dealt with a lot of issues within Man United, not really to his fault either. I would agree. They had a lot of chemistry issues agree. within the team. It had really nothing to do with and Mourinho. 100%. And also to think about it, I mean, you see how he – I mean, if you watch this uh, thing on Amazon about him and the Spurs, I mean, he has a good attitude to him. But when the people just don't like each other, you can't do anything about it. I no. mean, it's just, and especially Man United, you know, it's this big club that has a lot of history. All of them want this old, the other coach that won all these titles. I mean, this is what the Man United people want. So, Sir, Sir this, Alex just, Ferguson, dude, you're gonna, everyone's going to be chasing his shadow for the rest of existence. Exactly. And this will never, in Man United, you know, that was their time. It's like the, the, the person that was super famous in high school. You know, you can't, it's Man United. You know, you can't go back to this era. You'll never be able to go back to this era. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. Yeah. Until there's an, until there's the same person that'll win consecutive titles, but in the near future, I don't see this happening. I do like I do find it interesting because I mean clearly over the course of you know uh, history, obviously Pep is a great coach, but I like your yeah. ranking the tie with Lampard right now because we're we're kind of throwing some disrespect on Pep, but we're talking about right now. No, but he, rank these coaches right now because Pep needs to get his act together. And this no, is I, no, I wouldn't even say getting his act together. What really goes to show is no, that he does. You can, he has to get no, his no. Act you can together. see no, no. You can see coaches that are successful with no money. Klopp. Right? <laughs> exactly. And when you are a coach, for example, you coach at Barcelona, you have you can do anything you want. You really can do anything you want. And, yeah, and then he went to Bayern Munich, and it's the same thing at Bayern. No, and he also has this at his disposal. So I can't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, uh, such a great coach. Yeah, well, I could spend, I don't know, 
500 million euros and be a great coach also this would not be difficult for me i could just look at some players and say yeah this looks like the best team and best players in the world and i'll take them all because you already know that uh Lionel messi wanted to go to man city also he just couldn't because of the money you yeah. know i mean come on so in lampard he's all he's you know he's doing great for chelsea but he he was a great coach at derby derby county but now he's just buying a bunch of players and he's thinking it's the it's just what it's doing and it's I mean, it's buying players from all over the world. It's just, it's getting old. Yeah. And that's why I really liked, like, Klopp. You know, he took Minamino from Salzburg. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. I mean, he knows he's going to be, a, this kid's going to be a star with the right coaching. And, but, you know, and I would say, I would say even like Mourinho, he, he brought in Bale, someone who, yes, he's a good player, but he brought in someone that is used to the franchise. It should have good yep. chemistry. He knows the club. It's not like he went out and tried to get Messi to come to Tottenham, you know? Like, he yeah, bought, yeah. he got a player that knows the this system. So it's a smart and, play. And he's a little bit older, so he'll also bring chemistry with um, Harry Kane. I think, you know, Absolutely. this is probably, I'll tell you right now, I mean, yeah, they still have to work out what they're going through, but this front three is probably the most deadliest front three in the EPL right now. It, yeah, Harry Kane, Gareth Bale, son. I don't know. I don't know his first name. Human son. Human son. Okay. Yeah. This it's the, the Korean it's the Ronaldo. Exactly. No. Yeah. He's he is great. He's a good. He's player. A, I mean, we've been talking about this for years. He's a great player. He is very. I underrated. mean, I could. It almost makes me want to be a Spurs fan because I like him so much. I'm honest. I've thought about it, and it's like, wow, I love watching him play. Absolutely. A lot. It's like what? It's great. Sorry, I can go on forever. <laughs> no. I, all right. I I appreciate you coming on the show. I think I'm going to end it here. Um, all right. I just wanted to have me. Yeah. Of course. And uh, if you guys don't know, Brandon has his own podcast called The Life's Like. He does it with our other friend, Lalo, and they do a great job. He also recently came with an episode about mental mental awareness and mental health within the military. And then also just it's really good just for uh, kicks of, for anyone. Really doesn't have to just do it with the military, but it, it's a great episode. I've been trying to share it with like all my friends that I know just because it's a thing that we're dealing with within COVID. And you, you know it here at Project Sports that we try to get inspirational stories. And I think that that's an episode that just speaks volumes to what uh, everyone's going through and a perspective from a guy that they brought on that is just so unique. I'm not going to give too much away, but just go to the Lifelike podcast, click on that episode it. and listen to the episode. It's really, really good. Thanks again. We're on Facebook, on YouTube. Show. All these other platforms, every platform you can listen to something, we're on it. So go ahead. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. Cheers.